Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show you're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, Tal Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. It is Monday, President's Day. We thank our former president. Salute, salute. And you know what? We got a lot to talk about. Half an hour style. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, emails to today at gmail.com. The website, rayandtaytoday.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes. We're here. Ray and Taylor here for you. Ray, lots to get in with the hoops, the great weekend, some college basketball upsets. And we got the Grammys tonight. After the show, live to the Grammys, Taylor Swift will kick us off. You watching, Ray? What do you thought about the Grammys real quick? Yeah, I'm watching. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of media and entertainment, media and entertainment overlap. This Grammy should be, be fun. It looks like it's it Kendrick like it's Lamar. Kendrick. And Taylor Swift basically trying to see who can hit the home run, using the baseball <laughs> pun there, and uh, take home the most Grammys. So yeah, you know it should be great. And the performers look like they they lined up some good performers too. So it should be all good. Yeah, I think we Definitely all just want to be entertained and, and listen to some good music. The one thing about the Grammys, it's the biggest award show, but it's never really the best. I like when they mix artists together. That's always fun. But, I, you know, I find a lot of times watching the Grammys, I like, ah, I like BET and MTV Awards better and different things. But you know what? It should be fun. Adele, you know, returning back to the stage, all that good stuff. So listen, man, everybody's been talking about it from ESPN to CBS Sports Radio to Fox. So Ray and Tay got to chime in on this uh, Peyton Manning. So Tennessee was, I guess, an affidavit and a, a lawsuit for Title IX. Six women filed one. And then the case from 20 years ago, Peyton Manning was mentioned. And listen, we don't take any of this lightly about, you know, women and sexual assault on college campuses. It's definitely been an epidemic for forever, and it's still going on. And it needs to just stop. Um, I think as far as everything goes with Peyton Manning, look, whether he mooned somebody or he showed his private area to the lady, look, I, you know, he was 19. I don't think I'd buy the story about mooning somebody and he just happened to drop, you know, he, he, he probably just dropped his drawers, thought it was funny, you know, and you had the, the whole thing where they did, you know, kind of don't talk about it. I think my bigger issue is in 2003 when him and his dad came out with this book, why bring it up after six years of silence? and kind of slander the woman in the book talking about her sleeping with African-American football players and she had vulgar language and other people were like, that's not true at all. Now she's a doc- she's got a doctorate. This woman was a trainer in the U.S. Olympics. So to me, I have more issue with that than anything about what happened in 96, 97. Because to me, look, we were all 19. We all made mistakes. You know, he's paid her, you know, he said, sorry, he's paid her 300000 after the second, you know, silence in 03 after the book, because she filed a defamation act 
you know, uh, thing of defamation of character lawsuit. So I guess to me, I, I want to ask you, one, it is weird that it's coming out now. Supposedly this Sean King guy at the Daily News, maybe they said he was writing about it because he felt everybody was coming down hard on Cam. You know, what, whatever. I don't even see why you bring in another man into this. This is Manning's issues. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But to me, do we kill people for what they did at 19 when they're 39 or 40 and they're retiring from their sport or they're just a mailman or whatever? Is that kind of, you know, when it's dead and gone? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's kind of weird, right? It's, is he who, who he thought he was, what we thought he was or whatever? But, you know, nobody's perfect, right? Yeah, the, t- the timing on this is is kind of strange. Why now? Why twenty years later? And I understand there's a big Title Nine lawsuit. You know what's the bigger issue? Not only is Peyton Manning, but Tennessee and college yeah, athletics. Yeah, they got problems. <laughs> you know, they fostered, if you read what they wrote and what they alleged, oh, they fostered not only just fostered and let it happen, but it's almost. Like, they lit kerosene to that fire, and it was just crazy. And if that's true, or even 70 80% of that is true, I mean, that's not, a, that's not a good look. That's not a healthy environment for any workplace, any college campus, any place where you have co-eds. That, that's just not good. So if anything comes good out of this, and I hope that, you know, ultimately – if we look back and we say, okay, this this led to you know a better understanding of you know college football and college football athletics and college football programs and just in general NCAA sports. I mean, these are still happening on college campuses, right? So these are still male students, female students, administration, coaches, you know, all this stuff. So let's get this right, you know. Let's figure out what we can and can't be doing. And um, let's make a, a, an environment where the student athlete, the regular students, the female students, the male students, everybody coexists in a in a, in a fun, peaceful, enrich, enriching way. Because <laughs> this stuff that went on at Tennessee, and I'm sure if it happened at Tennessee, it happened at a lot of other schools too. So that's the part that's disturbing, particularly yeah. disturbing. And and with Definitely. Peyton, you know what? I don't know what happened when he was 19. It was a situation where I guess they handled this privately, like we said off air. It's amazing how the Manning family, like Archie's pulling all these strings in the background, you know. He got his son traded. His son didn't want to play for uh, San Diego, so he got him traded to to the Giants. But what about this Um, kid, Malcolm Saxon, who lost his scholarship? I mean, you could be affecting someone else's life because he wrote a letter to Manning saying, be honest. Tell the truth. Did they pay him off? I mean, did he get money equivalent to a, a college scholarship? Four years of Tennessee? I mean, that's that's a, a better question to ask, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I don't know the answer to that. That's uh, quite quite interesting. But anyway, I, I, we, we, we spent enough time yeah. on this. I we'll think leave, it, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah, let's just let's hope, you know, like you said, let's get a positive out of this. Respect for women. In every area of life, equal pay, no no sexual assault, and this and that at colleges. Just treat people like as if you're treating it your sister, your daughter, or your mama. Respect them, period. Now, you want to talk about respect. We respect two-time MVP Russell Westbrook. 
We respect PG-13, Paul George dropping 41, almost getting Chamberlain's record in a silly, no defensive game that drives Ray crazy, an exhibition in the All-Star game. 196 to 173, just absurd. We, bit, we say goodbye to Kobe, but Ray, to me, it was all about Saturday. I'm not going to say it was better than Jordan and Wilkins, 88, where you also had Bird beat Dale Ellis. But between the three-point rising stars and the dunk, even the skills with Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon lit Twitter and the whole sports world on fire. And they could still be dunking right now. Oh, there goes another dunk. (laughs) I mean, it was so good. What was your favorite moment about the dunk contest and the whole weekend? What were your thoughts? It was impressive. So, yeah, it was the first time in a long time that I can honestly say that the dunk contest returned to its previous glory and the All-Star game was outshined, I think, by Saturday. Oh, definitely. I can't even tell you how disappointed I was in the All-Star game. I mean, it's always fun to see these guys play, but, I mean, come on. three Almost 370 combined points. That's ridiculous. Too much. And way too much. I mean, you've you got to play some some nominal sense of defense. And even when the games were in the 130s, 140s, they didn't play a lot of D until the fourth quarter, but at least the first three and a half quarters, there was a little bit of a little bit of defense. Now it was just stand back and watch everybody chuck up threes and go right to the basket and dunk. So yeah. to me, that's not the best foot forward that the NBA could put out there. Uh, as for Saturday, Saturday was great. Saturday was great. The, the, to see your boy Devin Booker from Phoenix, but then to see the Splash good, Brothers right? go at it at the uh, – <laughs> Shooting, uh, you know, shooting those threes, that was great. Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, both sons of, of former NBA players, make, made their daddies proud. And you know what? That gave excitement. And then the dunk contest, wow. And, and we both thought, wah, wah. we thought it was going to be a yawner because it was only four guys. And, and everything have- but that. <laughs> yeah, and you really didn't have anything invested in these guys. And Zach Levine was a returning champ. Uh, you figured Aaron Gordon was 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 not was six nine, and you knew he could jump, and you knew he was athletic, but yes. you didn't know he could do this. Um, and, and just the whole thing went perfectly, and I think the NBA really hit a home run almost by luck, you know, because the Splash Brothers in the shooting contest, and and more importantly the dunk. No, I mean, nobody would have known that these four guys could bring back the dunk contest, and then specifically, you know, Levine and Gordon. So, but how about even in the skills competition, throwing in the big guys, and they had, you know, pretty four athletic bigs in Carl Anthony, uh, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, and, um, and DeMarcus, the big guys and how excited they were. It made you get excited to see Carl Anthony beat um, your boy Isaiah. That was awesome. Like, I, I like the fact that they were hyped up. You know what I mean? Yeah, they changed it around a little bit so that it's more – conducive to big men but good for them you know demarcus cousins showed up and and carl anthony towns won the whole thing you know he beat my man the lefty isaiah thomas but you know good for the big men anyway that was a great that was a great way to kick it off that was fun and you know what the energy was there because i was really worried you know it's in toronto but people showed up i mean they took over the whole town 
The CO threw a party and everybody showed up. <laughs> hey, I got. In some gotta ways, it's good. Though. They got to go indoors, right? It's no, not no, like LA. Right. They could be in any outdoor, indoor party on the beach. But but let me ask you this: two things. One, overall, the NBA is in good hands with its young talent, twenty-five and under. But I gotta say, just looking specifically at and we talked about it in our season preview, Minnesota, Utah, and Orlando, those three rosters between the Orlando boys, we all know, with Gordon, Evan Fournier, you know, Peyton, Alfred Peyton, and Oladipo, then Minnesota. What you saw from Zach Wiggins, who was great in the Rising Stars, and Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, you can't help but be excited that these teams with the salary cap increasing, that they're going to only continue to get better with their young stars developing into stars, but being able to get some even second tier free agents that if their stars become number one players, put them in the, you know, in contention in two two to three years. And so I I thought that in itself was pretty exciting. And, you know, Utah, you know, you saw um, my man Rodney Hood showed up good in the game and they're young guys. And we know Exum will come back next year. So do you feel like, you know, as as we say goodbye to Kobe, you know, and he had 10 points, what, six, six assists, seven rebounds. But we say goodbye to Kobe. And then it's sort of the next tier of LeBron, Carmelo, Wade, CP3. The game's in a good place, right? The 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 younger the young the bucks, game is they, in gonna a, be okay. Yeah, the, yeah, the, well, the game yeah, is in a decent place. I'm not sure I'm that, not I sure that I saw stars. stars. I thought I saw good players. I saw very good players, potential all stars. But who is the next Kevin Durant? Who's who's MVP? Did you see an MVP out there? Not sure. It's it's too young, right? A lot of um, pressure. But in that rookie sophomore game, did you see an MVP? Uh, Potential? Did you see a Russell Westbrook I, potentially? I'll say Wiggins your guy, Carl Anthony Towns. I think Minnesota's got three potential stars. I think Zach Levine, you know, he's got to figure out if he's a point or a two guard, but he's got star written all over him. Because remember, he won MVP in that rising stars. He's not just a dunker. He's working on his mid-range game. He's getting a little bit on the threes. And he attacks the rim. He's a crazy athlete. He's starting to play defense. I think he's just got to figure out a position. But I think the kid is developing his game. Um, you know, Gordon's just got to stay healthy for Orlando. He's going to get better. But Carl Anthony is for real. Our guy Porzingis is a star. You know, I, I, Jaleel Okafor, Jabari. You see Jabari Parker's dunk on uh, Porzingis? Yeah, he looks, he looks like so he's I getting, was happy for Jabari. So. He's at 80 90% with that knee. It's good to see. Yeah. I don't know, Ray. I think you've got to give us some chance. Let's see what Ben Simmons does. Let's see Clarkson and D'Angelo Russell. I know what you're saying. You don't, you don't see a LeBron and Carmelo and Wade, but also we need to kind of bear witness to how special and rare. Like, people don't even understand. That draft of Bosch, Wade, Mello, and James, that doesn't just happen. It's like once or twice in history, right? I mean, so let's yeah. let's kind of – give people a break because that was like that's loaded you know what i mean so okay i'll give you a couple years and let's see if these rookies or sophomores or even your third year guys your you know victor oladipo where are where are the mvps out of that out of that crew that's fair that's not fair. sure they're there but you know we'll time we'll tell. hold on i think we have a caller maybe yeah. wants to talk some nba okay caller you on the air with ray and say where are you calling from 
Hey, it's Seth from Manhattan. Seth, what's up, what's up buddy? How you doing? Yeah, so I had I was watching the dunk contest and I had money on Aaron Gordon. In my mind, he won that. Uh, he won not because I had money on him, but he won that dunk contest. In my mind, I still think I won my bet, even though I lost it. I still think I won. Who puts money on the dunk contest? How does that even work? Do you get odds? Yeah, he was, like, he was, three, he was three. Yeah, he was he was three to one. It was good. It was. Good I'm odds. joking. I'm joking. Three to one. Okay. No, he, okay. he's a great dunker, and he'll be back next That's, year. You're right. Aaron Gordon. I don't want to say he got robbed because I think. You know, not that I believe in, like, give everybody a ribbon mentality of today, but that that was the one occasion where I could say both those dudes won. It was sick. And even the that final dunk where he got, what, the 47, when he comes baseline and he's about to do the Dominic Tomahawk and then turns and then brings it back down, like, way below his nuts, that was insane. I mean, come on, Aaron Gordon is a beast, yo. That was nasty. I also saw Levine um, just through the legs dunk that last one. Not like I, I, I saw that like five times already that night. And this through the legs is classic. Like what Aaron Gordon did that last dunk, I thought that was just as good, even if better than Levine's, because Levine went through the legs like big deal. He went through the legs. I saw that already a couple of times. And at six nine, I mean, we keep forgetting that you know even I guess Larry Nance was the biggest dunker that you know we had seen that was that mobile and athletic. I mean, Blake Griffin did it, and Dwight Howard did it. Sean Kemp was 6'9". Yeah, I guess Sean Kemp, too. He was more powerful than he was, you know, uh, kind of agile. But that was crazy at 6'9", what what Gordon was doing. And you really think Levine's going to be an – I would love a rematch, but you think Levine's going to be an all-star, a star, you think? You really I'm not that? so sure, but but Tay stays high on no, Zach. I say this, Seth. Honestly, he has the potential, and I think that team has ridiculous potential. Him, Wiggins, and Towns. Like I said, I think, and you might agree. Don't don't you sort of feel that either they need to move Rubio, or figure out if Levine is is he a one or a two? He's not a he's pure, pure one. For, I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now. His numbers have improved per game. I mean, now he's oh, averaging exactly. 13 a game shooting. He's shooting 43% up from last year from 42. So, yeah, he's improving. But also, the coaching matter with Sam Mitchell doesn't help them at all. Like, they need a coach. No, no. Sam I think Mitchell's next year they'll get a coach. They're going to get a big-time coach. Maybe it's Thibodeau. Maybe it's Mark Jackson. Who knows what they get, right? They'll get a coach. But remember, these guys are coming out 18, 19 years old. They need time to develop. If, this, if you give this kid, honestly, two years, he'll be, his game could be a whole different place. You know what I mean? I mean, and, look, they, and they might get Ben Simmons this year, also. We're forgetting that they might. They well, might have yeah, or players. the Lakers might get him. But listen, remember, yeah, they probably won't honest. have the worst record. You know what's crazy look, about the Timberwolves is they're they're building a decent roster, and they struck out. Remember when David Kahn was the was the GM in the same uh-huh. draft? They drafted Marco Rubio and Johnny Flynn from Syracuse, and then yeah, Ricky they Rubio drafted, and yeah, and then they drafted uh, Bennett. Who didn't who didn't turn out to do much, and then they drafted you know pieces that they've always been drafting top to Shabazz Muhammad, yeah okay. So they've had they've been in the in the lottery every year, and their drafts haven't been great, and yet they're still building a nucleus. I but guess they made the trade of the century, trading love for Wiggins. That was well, the best yeah, trade that draft, of the century. And that's all you need, one trailer like that. And then they got lucky. They fell into Towns. They jumped. They got Towns because the Knicks won that last game, the they last two games. They won two games out of the last three. Yeah, absolutely. And then they, and then they get Towns. And then, I mean, uh, they, they, so even if they struck out right now, they have 
they have one of the best – they have the two best players that you would want on your team right now that for the future. I can't think of anyone in the past that had two players, I guess, since like maybe Duran and Westbrook, I'd say. It's the last two guys that look this bright of the future with your team. No, you're right. So, Seth, we're going we're going to the second half and trade rumors. Two things. Do you think any of the big names get traded by Thursday at three, uh, you know, a la, you know, Howard, Mello, Griffin? And then also, do you think in the second half anybody has a legit shot of beating the Warriors? Um, I think Howard gets moved, but – Daryl Morey knows what he's doing, so I'll, he would he would, he's gonna get, ask for a lot. He's very savvy that way, so we'll see. Some tra- trades are gonna happen. I don't think Griffin gets traded, and I, the only way Melo will get traded is to, to Cleveland. I think it's the only place he would veto. His he said he doesn't want to go, so he he has the veto right. So he, he Melo's not going. Yeah, anywhere. and I think like, to answer your second question, I think the Thunder. Or the Spurs are the only teams that could beat the Warriors. I think the Thunder, because you have two of the three best players in the league right now, Westbrook and Durant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you have two of the three best players on the court, then you have a shot. Um, Westbrook, if he, you're going to have a two games where Westbrook plays out of his mind. You're going to have a game where Durant plays out of his mind or two. And then it's a game, if they get to a game seven in Golden State with Durant and Westbrook, anything could happen. And the San Antonio Popovich is going to blow all four games. He already got blown out in the first one, but they don't care. They're going to wait. They're not going to show anything to the playoffs against Golden State. So until the playoffs, as long as they stay healthy and Kawhi, because Kawhi can shut down Curry. Kawhi is the best defender in the league, so he could yeah. guard Curry. And that's the only those are the only two teams that could stop him. The Cavaliers have no shot at beating the Warriors. Zero, zero shot. Really? They can't. Okay. Okay. They have four yeah. big men. They don't. They, let's let's see if they trade for Kyle Korver. If they can get Kyle Korver, let's see if that helps. I don't know if they that would be very inter- if they get Korver, that would be very interesting because J.R. Smith is just having him starting five against the Warriors. That's a disaster waiting to happen. All right, Seth. Listen, thanks for calling. Great call. We got to move it on to college hoops and stuff, but uh, keep listening, and we'll maybe talk to you on Friday, buddy. All right, thanks. Have a good night. All right, take Bye. care. Great call. Bye-bye. Take care. Great call, like always. Seth from New York. You know, Ray, talking about these trades, and Seth mentioned it when we spoke off air, I, look, there's going to be a bunch of small trades. So whether it's Al Hoffer, and that's not small, right? He could go to Boston. There's talk about Hassan Whiteside from Miami going to Houston for Dwight Howard, which to me, I don't even see why you do that either team. It's like the same thing. Um, how Whiteside might be better because it's less money right now, and he doesn't have the ego that Howard has. But well, I, I can almost understand that from Miami's perspective because they're thinking we've got Wade for another, you know, this year. Maybe we mm-hmm. can convince him to come back one more year. Chris Bosh is on the downside of his career, very good career, but at least Dwight Howard has been to a finals, knows what it's like. Uh, yeah. And if, as long as he can check his ego and, and he's not the number one guy like he was in 09 with Orlando, then maybe you make a run for it. And then in two years, you blow the whole thing up anyway. So maybe, that's, I mean, that, that, right. that, that one actually point. I could understand from Miami a little bit. No, no, but that's a good point because you're right. In two years, it's a different NBA and Bosch and Wade might not be there in two years. They probably read both. I think Bosch is under contract. And then Wade, they, they want to get him back next year for less money because he could opt out. And then maybe they could bring in, you know, they really want to bring Durant to Miami. So that's, that's what Riley's trying to do. So 
So that'll be fascinating to see. Look, I, look, the trade deadline is Thursday. We'll be back on Friday to talk about it. I think it's going to be fun. I think there will be a bunch of little de- deals. Look for Martin Phoenix to try to unload Marquise Morris. They're uh, trying to, you know, to get rid of that luggage and laundry. And um, teams will make moves. They always do. Um, I don't know if Kevin Love will go. Uh, Danny Ainge might get Al Horford, which which could be interesting. Look, right now, what are they, number four, top four team in the East? So Horford maybe makes them top three. I, you know, I don't know. But either way, I think it'll be fun. The second half, I got to say this. Do you Are you like me where you – dream of seeing Russell Westbrook in a New York Knicks jersey because he's my favorite player right now, right? I, I, I got to say, I love Melo and LeBron, but to me, on a nightly basis, there's nobody more exciting to watch play maybe any sport than Russell Westbrook. The dude is sick. Wow, that's a compliment. Nobody worth watching in any sport more. Think than... about it. Tell me I who's mean, better. When, when he's on your team... You have entertainment. You have a chance to win, and this guy is is just a special, special talent. So I hundred percent look as a Nick fan. I'm so starving for anybody <laughs> that would add talent and would make people better. Uh, Carmelo doesn't make anybody better, and at the end of the day, Knicks are going to probably part ways with Carmelo at some point before his contract ends. They'll probably trade him to a contender who needs a scorer, who is, you know, call it the 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 old five, the old four Pistons, or or somebody who's who's a, a legitimate, you know, professional scorer away from winning a title. Maybe the Minnesota Timberwolves in two years, um, but he doesn't make anybody better. Building a team around him, you need other pieces, and it, you know, from a Knicks perspective. Oh, I'd love to get any of these guys, Durant, yeah. Westbrook, any of those marquee, I mean, who wouldn't, right? LeBron, anybody, because I think we've seen the best and the worst of Carmelo. And so, yeah, would I love to see Westbrook? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, plus, we haven't had a legit offensive point guard in forever. Yeah, no, I know. Well, let's, listen, let's, let's close out the show with some college hoops. Villanova's one, Kansas two, Oklahoma three, another great game between the two of them, Kansas two and oh. That's why they're the best thing in the Big 12 for the last, you know, unteen years. Iowa four, our Tar Heels moved back up from nine to five. My Terps, Maryland six, can't be mad at that. I mean, it was a loss at home to Wisconsin. Virginia seven, Xavier, who, you know, had a rough week, a bad loss. They go down to eight. I thought they could have fallen farther, Ray. Michigan State at, um, at tied at eight, which, you know, I hate when they do this. They really, they should just be nine, whatever. And then 10, West Virginia. Duke's back in. Indiana, Notre Dame are back in. Um, what are your thoughts? I, I, I was, you know, Michigan had a nice win. I was looking at the conferences, Ray. Big 12, Big 10, both have potential to get six to seven teams. It'll be interesting to see what the ACC will get. What are your thoughts of the top 25? Are you ready for North Carolina Duke on Wednesday? What's your thoughts on college basketball right now? I think it's great. I think this is one of those seasons. We we say it sometimes, but I think we really mean it. That wide this open. is one of those seasons where it's wide open. I mean, just top because 16. you're in the top 10 yeah. doesn't mean anything. You know, we kept saying Maryland, and now look at Maryland slipped to six. And Carolina was, was preseason number one, and they slipped to nine. And Duke slipped out of the top 25. But you know what? Duke 
is the most efficient offense in the nation. And these two, Grayson Allen and Brandon Ingram, are playing great. Ingram so is they need to they need to work a little bit on the defensive end, and Emil Jefferson really hurt them. But you look at like you said those big conferences. You look at Michigan State, Iowa, Maryland. Uh, just it doesn't stop. Purdue. Indiana's now broken into the top twenty-five. Yeah, Purdue is deep. <laughs> deep, and then the Big Twelve's probably got the best. Right? They've got Kansas and Oklahoma, both of them up there. Although you guys what put Maryland, Iowa, Michigan State up there, but. That I you know, oof that Big Twelve tournament. So I'm even looking forward to the two weeks before the tournament for the conference right, tournament. tournament. The conference Those tournament, should be great. Right. Those should be. And you know fantastic. what's fascinating about the, about the conference tournaments, Ray? And listen, we got to give LSU props, right? They didn't get in yet, but they're getting closer, and they dropped Texas A&M out of the top 25. But the conference tournaments are fascinating for these smaller leagues, like right. If Mammoth loses they still have a chance to get in because they had a great record. And then that takes a, a, a spot away from the big conferences because of the automatic bids. If these smaller schools, if the number one team in the conference doesn't win it, you know, do those teams still get in? And then you have two teams from the smaller conferences, which then knocks down the Big East and ACC from getting five or the Big 12 or the uh, Big 10 from getting seven. You know what I mean? So that's something to watch. I mean, look at this. Texas is 24, Baylor's 25. The, the Big 12 is insane. I mean, they go all the way down, and it's the same thing. You know, look, Wisconsin's a bubble team. Are they in now because they beat Maryland? You know, and that would be seven from the Big 10. So if Wisconsin gets in, and Ohio State is borderline as well. I'm excited. March Madness is coming. We're hyped up about it. It's going to be fun. We're going to be hyped up about everything. The trade deadline's coming. We will be back on Friday. We'll, you know, wrap everything up in terms of the trades. The NBA season returns Thursday night, so watch the double hitter on TNT. Friday, we'll come in full-fledged. Uh, we'll start talking about a little bit of off-season football, Ray. You know, the franchise tags are coming March 1st, and teams are starting to get ready. What are your thoughts real quick? Forte is, is, is a free agent. Bye-bye to the Bears. Who do you think might scoop up Matt Forte or Doug Barton? These guys are available. Yeah, I'm not convinced Forte is leading anybody to a championship. No, I, I think he might be on the downside of his career, but I, he, he had a very special situation there in Chicago. And to me, he doesn't score enough. He's not your, your threat in the red zone. So I don't know that I'm paying him DeMarco Murray money. And DeMarco Murray's overpaid also. But uh, we'll see. Doug Martin I like a lot. Uh, so there's some free agents out there. Uh, obviously, the cap goes up in football as well. Uh, they got to make sure. Kirk Cousins. Million, right? yeah. Wow. So they got to figure out what to do with Kirk Cousins and Brock Osweiler in terms of quarterbacks. So a lot of, you know, it's funny. And, and the NFL makes free agency now like National Signing Day. You know, it's unbelievable. Oh, Franchise right. tags, free agency. They just know how to extend that season all year yeah. long. So, anyway, great show. We'll see you Friday. Go enjoy the Grammys. Taylor Swift is on live. Check it out. And thanks for listening. Hey, hey, hey. 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 Hey.